Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. Listeners, I'm smoking the cigarette that makes me good at podcasting. Uh, with me tonight is uh, Leonard and Cameron. Cameron, uh, what do your specialty cigarettes do for you? Uh, my special my specialty cigarette uh, relieves back pain because I'm oh. almost thirty and I've turned my back into a weapon <laughs> against myself by sleeping <laughs> on my couch. Um, Someone <laughs> called back pain the modern sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little drone, instead of killing you, it just twinges three nerves in your lower back and suddenly you fall (laughs) over and they can capture you safely. (laughs) Uh, Leonard, what are you puffing on over there? Uh, I'm puffing on a a special cigarette that turns me into um, um, a cyborg with an electric guitar that shoots lightning and is awesome at battle axe. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Can you pause for a second? Be like the Death Stranding two trailer. Hey, yeah, I I want a bet. I want a betting pool going. Uh, Cyborg Joker Rockstar versus Baby Ghost piloting the Samurai Mech. Who wins in the end? These these are all English words. None of this makes any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Do you smell toast? (laughs) Smell toast. Um, Hi, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, uh, We are, of course. Talking about 1995 Screamers, mm. uh, 96? Uh, uh, it, it released in 95 in Canada, 96 oh. in the United States. There we are. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Canadian privilege. Uh, yep. Um, a little sci fi feature uh, that dares to ask the question Can I come with you? Um, <laughs> uh, this one uh, was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, it has stayed in the past for a couple reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, mostly because of uh, what second act we don't we don't need that, um, <laughs> but this was a screenplay by Dan O'Bannon, uh, mm. the fellow who wrote all of the Aliens movies yeah. and uh, the Predators movies, and um, it was a story by Philip K. Dick, and it had Peter Weller in it. How did this not like be the best thing ever? And the answer mm. is um, shot and filmed in Quebec, um, yeah. <laughs> the, Once the again, place where Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> Um, How dare they? Or goes to die, mm. um, unfortunately. Uh, but I had never seen this one before. Someone actually mm. in my D and D group uh, recommended oh. this to me. Um, another uh, another Quebecois, such as myself, uh, <laughs> who said, um, "Yeah, hey man, you got to see this one. Uh, I, I can't spoil it for you, but it's like Tremors. But like, what if Tremors was bad? Oh, and man. I was like, wait, wait a minute. You mean?" <laughs> 
I no, I think Tremors would be vastly improved if at some point the worms put on the skins of the victims and started walking around trying oh, to be part of society. Be so um <laughs> just the little three worms in the mouth, each with a different head, you know, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, it's it's three worms in a trench coat, um right. trying to sneak into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're here to see screamers. <laughs> But, um, mm. yeah, uh, this boy, it has like when it starts, it starts mm. with a crawl that's just like in the year 278 on planet Sirius 6b. It's just like the most like mm. intense, like opening crawls. Like, this is so much information. Uh, it names something called the new economic block or mm. what is called the NEB from then mm. on, and then mm. the alliance is the other half of that. And so it just kind of lays out that there's been like this war going on forever um, over, I forget the name of the element. Berinium um, or something? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to say beryllium, but that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And it's <laughs> not radioactive to this degree. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically it was just like to it, fighting over fuel destroys a desert society. What? This doesn't, this hasn't happened mm, in real mm. life. Um, no mirrors being pushed up here, man. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're on this uh, on this planet where there's this outpost run by these alliance fellers um, that are well, at this point they're not even protecting the resource anymore. They're just at war, mm, yeah. Um, because all the extraction for this resource, we find out much later in a different exposition dump. Uh, that like when the war started over this resource, uh, they refused to mine it anymore because of its radioactivity. Mm. And then the whole facility just got nuked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the place is a wasteland. Yeah. And I mean, like I, w I would hazard to say they're not even really fighting a war anymore. They're just sitting in the bunker, just looking out over the hills. They're not actively yeah. doing anything because uh, they've done the great terror of the modern age. They've automated warfare. <laughs> mm -hmm. and literally like the, a... yeah go ahead Larry. oh i was just gonna say in like the most idiotic way possible where it's yes. like oh, oh yeah, yeah it, just, it, it just kills everything indiscriminately unless you've got this magical wristband and i'm like that's really stupid yeah, uh, and i'm but... glad that that he uh, that peter weller addresses that when he's like <laughs> yeah they turned on the factory and then ran like hell and i'm like mm, that sounds like a mm, sounds like a bad yeah. idea not only that, no, they gave them, like, the ability to, like, self-replicate yep. and <clears throat> update themselves. Yep. So, how long is that wristband going to work, man? Like, not long. Well, we find out. In fact, we, yeah. we, we in fact find out how long that wristband's going to work. <laughs> but this, uh, this movie did um, uh, exactly what Suitable Flesh did, which makes me want a huge hand-rolled cigarette in, like, the first five minutes. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Because... Yeah, the cigarette joke at the beginning of this podcast was very real and very true. Um, because I hope you love smoking as much as this. Oh movie yeah, smoking. this movie was paid in part by the tobacco industry. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, just like uh, what they were mining here was like uh, natural American spirit, uh, just yeah. fine cut tobacco. Yeah, um, because... the, the movie wants to be really clear: smoking is good for your lungs. Yeah, it's in good this for universe, you, it's incredibly good for your lungs because not smoking. Breathing the clean, fresh air hurts your lungs. Mm -hmm. So smoke. Right. <laughs> it's, oh. it's wild. Yeah, so we open on like a bunch of soldiers like playing some poker-esque game. 
mm. uh, four cigarettes. That's what they're betting with, which classic mm. kind of thing. Um, when they see somebody crest a hill uh, far away after after the crawl mm. in the credits, mm. um, and um, whoever's on patrol takes out some binoculars, looks at it, it's like, oh man, that's a, a neb mm. out there. And uh, they're going to take aim and kill him. Um, but he's uh, dispatched too quickly um, by uh, the Screamers. We just get to see them. Well, do we see them here? I don't think we, we see do. like a four frame shot, I think, when they right. go for the face. It, so, yeah. It, yeah. It's a, it's a little buzzsaw thing. That's yeah. all you get visually. <laughs> yeah. Like a ra- jackrabbity buzzsawy kind of mm. thing. Mm. That um, burrows under that... the ground. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the first 10 minutes, the visual effects fantastic mm. uh there's like you know these things being like yanked under the ground like by strings so it looks like they're mm. burrowing super fast towards this guy um he's got this gun that's made out of like everything at the ace hardware plumbing section <laughs> painted black uh it's so cool um yeah. the outfits are uh, it's so like made for tv movie outfits everybody is clean even though they're in the mm. desert it's mm. It's very funny, um, but just like from the very beginning, I was like, "All right, I'm into this. I'm into this." And then this dude just gets every limb ripped off by these like flying yeah. buzzsaw things. Yeah, like you said, you said efficiently. These things are like torturous. Mm-hmm. They cut his legs off and then his arm, and then just sort of leave him in the sand for like a good eight seconds before they finally go for the face. Yeah. <laughs> And they're, like, pulling the stuff underground. They're, like, just disappearing mm. with it. Yeah. Well, they need it. Which, yeah, they need the it. Things. Well, because it's, like, <laughs> it was, like, a throwaway line a little bit later where they're, like, why do they take the bodies? And they're, like, well, we think they may run on, like, methane from decomposing bodies. But we're not really sure what their yeah. power source is anymore. And I was, like, oh, that seems like a real critical oversight. <laughs> we built yep. this automated drone. We wanted it to keep going. So we just said, eat whatever. You yeah, know, a machine that runs out. on meat. It sounds I like mean, a great idea. <laughs> God, it's not like Horizon uh, Zero Dawn had a great message right. about don't build the self-replicating robot that eats people. Right. Um, <laughs> what is that manga Dave loves? Bioweapon, right? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. It's very popular, uh, very popular theme. Don't make robots that eat people, guys. It's very simple. <laughs> it, it seems like, like a real, like fast and easy rule to put in your like you know first law is you know don't don't murder second law you mm. know save lives if it doesn't interfere with the first third don't eat people you know they, like, they it, it should be tucked <laughs> right in there they, they could have um, gone even more menacing and instead of having them eat people just given each of them a little solar panel shaped like a shark fin Oh, so it God. sticks up out of the sand <laughs> oh well <laughs> i mean if this film if we if ultimately when we when we get to what what the first type that looks like a mouser from Ninja mm. Turtles, yeah, it does look like a mouser. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Yeah, it does have a little bit of a fin to it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But it's yeah, for now for now they're just little little orbs of death. Right for now, um, yeah. that made high pitched noises that like oh, incapacitate people because of the noise um yeah it fucking incapacitates me every time i hear it <laughs> yeah real banshee from x-men shit um <laughs> but uh this guy was carrying a tube um mm-hmm. which did they shoot his hand off to save the tube isn't that what yeah happened? yeah yeah one of the yeah one of the screamers started to drag it away and they shot it <laughs> so, right which yeah 
Also, these are your weapons. You can't control them at all. If one of them has something you want it off, you have to shoot it. Yep. Yeah. This is you such a great like military plan. A hundred yards from the base that they couldn't get near, or mm, no, I don't know. No. Like, I don't know if you guys ever played the game Dune Two. That's really dating mm. myself because that mm. came out in 1995 <laughs> as well. Um, but if you didn't want sandworms, you built concrete uh, yeah. in the sand. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know why they just didn't like, I don't know, pour some foundations so these screamers couldn't get so close. It just yeah. seems to make sense. Uh, but, well, you know, <laughs> anyway. Um, right. So this dude is carrying a tube. They're like, why is a Neb soldier here carrying a tube? Uh, <laughs> um, it really we really don't get more than that. Um, and then uh, who is this fella who brings it to Peter Weller? Um, oh, man. Uh, he he he's an important character, but yeah. the most uh, like I don't know Chuck, Chuck. Yeah. yeah 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 it's Chuck, Chuck. it's Chuck. Um, Chuck. he he's important, but he's also not important at all. Um, he's like the second in command of this this outpost, this alliance mm. outpost. Um, and he's the one who like shot off the dude's arm to save the tube. Um, and uh, brings this tube inside. Uh, finds Peter Weller, who is staring at a Grecian coin with a loop mm. while listening to, uh, what was it, Mozart? Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, very loud. Um, he's cultured, can you tell? Oh, He's so looking cultured. at ancient money and listening to classical music. Guys, he's cultured. Um, <laughs> and smoking like a chimney, of course. Uh, Chuck comes in and... Um, talks to peter weller and he's like hey man check out this cool tube um <laughs> like no <laughs> one's worried that it's a bomb no. no one's worried that it's a like we've it's been established that the these two factions are doing willing to do anything to kill each other oh yeah like, like they're, they made autonomous killing drones yeah the but screamers now, are a war crime to end all war crimes <laughs> right but like <laughs> it's, but they're not worried about biologicals or whatever yeah no no they just open the tube um yeah. It's got a really cool little hologram in there uh, that is basically a, uh, a a ceasefire and a truce and like a come do some peace talks with us. Um, but you got to come to our territory to do it. Um, mm. And uh, uh, Peter Will's character, Joe, um, is like, this is we got to send this up the ladder. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> and um this place is run just so so strangely, but they have like a hologram of a different general pop in to say um, what. So this this is where it gets confusing, and this is like I don't, mm. I'm not going to say plot hole because this whole movie just becomes whatever <laughs> uh, in like 15 minutes. But um, the like general from far away says, yeah. "Hey, like these peace talks, keep them secret. Don't tell anybody about them." Uh, we have just discovered this baranium, beryllium, whatever, yeah. on a planet nearby or a system nearby. Um, mm. We want these peace talks to go well so we can just go start mining it and they don't, you know, they won't uh, cause a fuss about it or something like that. Mm. Um, and this becomes a bit of subterfuge later for what end, I'm really not sure. I, I Even after the film, I was trying to piece it together and I couldn't. Do you guys have any idea what the hell this was all about oh this is when joe like 
who has it's end up implied that he's been having suspicions about this, but he realizes at this point that they are literally just abandoning uh Sirius 6B and just gonna leave them all there to rot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're never going home. Right. Yep, they're in Forever War. Yes, Forever War that has no no viable end for them because they're not leaving the planet. So it's Forever actually War in the Middle complete. East over I mean, I'm sorry, desert planet over fuel? How did they come up with this? How did they come up with this? Apollo and the gift of prophecy 20 years <laughs> after the prophecy started being fulfilled. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, it's at this point they go to the bar. Uh, Joe and Chuck are having some real like homoerotic tension uh, oh, yeah. as, as they talk about Joe's ex-wife and how he's convinced he's moved on. And Chuck is like, you sure? You sure you're done with women? Are, are you sure? <laughs> to, to be and fair, it, it is Peter Weller and Peter Weller's mm, lips. So yeah, like. it is. Oh man, but mm. just mm, just what a soft face. But like, just the bottom part. Yeah, <laughs> the rest yeah, is that's very why, craggy. That's why the very that's why the mask. Eyes. That's why the mask. They built the Robocop helmet the way they did. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. We need something in a kissable police officer. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the only way we can get the crowd on his side. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, so yeah. they're in a bar that is attached to this Alliance outpost that has like really fucking weird music going, a bank of TVs, like mm. a bartender, which I don't know what military rank you have to get to be the bartender. But this is like mash level. We've been here too long. We have <laughs> civilized this too much. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's a radiation warning at which everyone pulls out a red cigarette and lights it up to prevent radiation <laughs> sickness. Um, and then kind of all hell breaks loose as like the lights go out and they do a bunch of Star Trek throwing themselves around and tables flip over and stuff. Mm. Um. And uh, they run outside to see. Oh, yeah. Earlier, we were like given the hint that there's this passenger aircraft asking for emergency landing, mm. um, but they're not identifying themselves or where they were going or what they're carrying. So they're like, nah, pound sand, get out of here. Yeah. Um, and uh, that aircraft has now crashed right in front of the base. Um, <laughs> everybody's running out, fire response teams, blah, 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 whatever they got. Uh, runs out of this place. Um, they find just uh, it's a troop transport in the front half that has mm. been disguised as um, like a civilian transport. And the back half is just an automated manufacturing facility for nuclear weapons. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Mini Plutos that we find yeah. out later. Yeah. Uh, they're they're just basically like the the, the mini nuke launchers from Fallout. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, a little um, more advanced. It's not a catapult. It's like an yeah, RPG. It's, it's not a catapult. Sure. <laughs> um, oh, it's the what was the thing from Metal Gear Solid Three? Uh, oh, yeah. They have the yeah. mini nuke launcher there too. Mm. I forget what that thing's called. Um, but at any rate, um, one of these guys survives. Uh, one of these troops in the troop transport survives, but it's not wearing uh the screamer proof snap bracelet, so he gets uh. <laughs> Chased down by one of these things until Joe shoots it midair and tells him to get his ass inside. Um, 
for interrogation. Mm. Uh, we find out that this is uh, this guy's name is Jefferson. Yeah. yeah, he's just like a trained up gun, uh, fresh out of cadet school, um, who had no idea where the fuck he was going or what was on his airplane or why he's even there. Mm. Um, which knowing what you know later in the film makes him very suspicious, makes this entire plane filled with guys suspicious. Mm. But um, this is where Joe puts it together, right? Because yeah. uh, Jefferson tells him that that general that sent that communique has been long dead for like he, two he years. Flipped, right? Yeah. 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 He flipped the Alliance, got him. Mm-hmm. And we're right. like, yep. Yeah. So he flipped. He he uh, he um, was tried and killed. So he's not around. So this message was fake. Um, they're just placating the people in charge to pretend. And he's like, we're stuck here forever. Uh, and you're going to go to another planet and start another forever war. And you have no idea what that even means. Mm. Um, what do you guys think of Jefferson? Um, I'll let you talk about him before I do. Because <laughs> I have a lot to say. So, I mean, he's, he's just very dumb, jarhead, grunty. Yeah, um, talks a lot. I, I, the the montage that happens, the walking montage that mm-hmm. happens a li- like thirty minutes after this, I do find really amusing because it is it is Joe just telling Jefferson to shut up every single time he says something. <laughs> yeah, that was a legitimate <laughs> laugh. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yes. Yeah. What do you but, think uh, about Jefferson? <laughs> Yeah, well, man, <laughs> um, I think Jefferson had the potential to be a dumb, sympathetic character, but uh, this actor, um, man, uh, was like, <laughs> it, 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 man, like made for TV movie. It screams it. This guy has just mm. like I was in the drama club in high school, and I'm trying to make it as an actor, so I'm just gonna do this thing on the CBC, and uh, you know, hopefully go somewhere someday. And he did, um, yeah. Uh, he was in um, Caroline in the City. He was like a main player in that awful, awful show. Oh. So I guess, yeah, it brought him somewhere. Sure. Good for him. You know, I don't wish anybody ill will or whatever, but his lines were really hard to listen to. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, that's where, he's, where I know him from. He was in Iron Man 3. Satellite sure. technician. Big role. Wow. Um, Dang. He's got this massive filmography, and that's like the only film I've actually seen out of the entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of these people are just like, like like I was saying in the green room, with a lot of Canadian film and television, they're just like bit players that are in everything, especially Mm. around the the mid to late 90s. So you know their faces, you don't know their names. Yeah, Uh, They're they're voice actors in all the animes you've ever seen, but mm. you, you've never seen, you know, it, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, Joe decides that, all right, screw it. We're not going to listen to command. We're going to be, we're going to do what we, we got to do to stop this war. Um, if I go out there and it's a trap and I die, who cares? I'm going to die here anyway. We're not going home. Mm. Um, and so Joe decides to go himself, which, uh, I don't know if I was a commanding officer of a of an entire base, I think I would just like send a unit out there to do it. But no, yeah. he decides to do it himself. Joe's not a coward, just like John Luke Picard. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, 
I'm going to take my entire command staff and one intern. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't even take the command staff in this case. He, <laughs> no, you know, he doesn't. Chuck wants he, to come. He's like, no, you have to stay here. Yeah, you have he to stay here, organized. Chuck, so you can get fridged later, and I can feel bad about it. Yeah. I'm going to um, take this one random goofball. Yeah, I'm going to take this dude <laughs> that we are all, like, wicked suspicious of. Uh <laughs> Who, like, isn't even, like, ingratiated to how hostile this place can be. Yes. Mm. Um, it, it just it seems like a real bad bet to bring this kid, but god damn it. Joe don't play but by the rules. He's got good marksman scores. What more do you want from him? Yeah, right? Well, well, yeah, also, that's what he said. So, oh, go ahead. He sorry. also doesn't know what a screamer is, either. Right, yeah. No like one said, bothers to tell him. Total virgin to this planet. No idea how fucking hostile it is out there. Um, gets the little band thing that runs on your DNA that tells the screamer that you're like green zoned, right? And he's uh, like, they don't tell him how to use it. They don't they tell don't him you can't take it, it off. Yeah, they don't tell him how it works. <laughs> They're just like, all right, if you fuck up, you're dead, I guess. And it, he's like, oh, is is it always accurate? And I'm like, well, radiation makes the thing not work after a while. And it goes, oh, is there a lot of radiation? It's like, yeah, the entire planet's <laughs> heavily irradiated. <laughs> It's yeah. why we're always smoking cigarettes, because <laughs> if the one cancer doesn't get us, the other one will. Um, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so it's like, well, shit, you guys, you know, there's like things like lead that exist that prevent radiation from affecting things. Yeah, like, well, then they just all get lead poisoning. You can't expect them to yeah. wear lead full contact on their skin all day. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's the only way they smoke, wear the chain smoke two bikini. cigarettes to prevent lead poisoning now. God. <laughs> I mean, there's an alternate version of this film where instead they have just like all instead of the cigarettes, they've got a little paintbrush with a nice bright yellow and red paint really mixed into the bristles. <laughs> it's like radiation storms come and put the paintbrush in your mouth. <laughs> no, I want it like that file photo of Homer Simpson with 30 cigarettes in his mouth at once. Like like the, the, the circus geeks that can do that. that that's what I want. I, I want them to like, yeah, doctors got me on six packs a day. Um, mm. It's getting real bad out there. <laughs> He says, we'll help the pregnancy go smoothly if I switch to cigars. God. Can you imagine a big, bright red cigar, though? Because all all the rad cigarettes are, like, bright red. And I think they're very stylish. I wonder if I can get red rolling papers. I wonder if I can recreate the scenes from this movie. I bet I could. Yeah, probably could. (laughs) 90% less tar as well. Yeah. Mm. Smooth. Smooth, natural American flavor. Um... (laughs) Anyway, uh, <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> you can tell it's it's a little hard to take this film seriously because it goes in some pretty silly directions. Yeah, um, we're having fun here. Uh, this is when uh, they go out on the town. Um, they start on their sojourn, which should just be a day's walk, two days walk, right? To yeah. the Neb territory. It's a couple days walk, I believe. Yeah, right. And um. Joe's got some sunglasses on, and Jefferson's got this whole helmet, headphone, like, slat shades kind of thing going, which when we find out what the fuck that is later, um, <laughs> how are you walking with that on? What are you it's, doing, man? It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's insane. I absolutely love that. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> I'm like, this this boy, this boy came to play. Um Yeah. <laughs> But, <laughs> Military duty's a slog, man. You need your entertainment. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so uh, they're walking. Joe's yelling at him a lot. He does this huge exposition dump um, about how uh, he was part of the science team, I think, that was there mm. originally before the alliance and the new economic block split off. Um, mm. And then when competition for this resource became fierce, the science team was like, hey, you're pushing us too hard and we're all getting irradiated. You need to like, they like basically went on strike. And instead of allowing them to strike, they sent in the military mm. and set off a chain reaction of this stuff. And boom, um, pretty much everything got irradiated. The world got destroyed. And they've just been like playing the war of attrition towards a Pyrrhic victory ever since. Mm. Um, which like also this all could have been in the opening scroll. Just make that opening scroll an extra minute long. And we yeah. wouldn't have needed this scene, but I, I we didn't mention this. Uh, but my favorite part about the opening scroll is that it's also narrated, so it's like a twofer of the lazy movie mm-hmm. opening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's like the lazy exposition dump, but also in case you are not paying attention, we're just gonna read it to you because yeah, didn't have a cell phone in '95, but you were probably like reading the paper or something um, <laughs> while your dumb kid wanted to watch this movie. Rent it for two dollars from Blockbuster. Mm. Um, they are. This place is uh, gotta be like an abandoned steel mill or something like that. It's some sort of factory oh, yeah. that they, they, yeah. they just got like permission to film at for like five days, um, mm. and dump a bunch of sand around. Or I'm not sure. Where, I'm not sure exactly where they filmed this, but yeah, uh, it was somewhere in Canada or the U.S. <clears throat> but um. In one of these big burnt out factories, uh, they see a little boy, which is mm. like, oh, that's extremely suspicious uh, in a <laughs> world where there's like hostile murder robots that, uh, you know, just like kill and mm. eat everything. Mm. Uh, there's like mm. nothing left. There's just this little kid with a teddy bear uh, who is all just, rugged up, got his little, yeah. got his little toque on. <laughs> and uh what what is the question he asks? Um uh he's like uh, where can are your I parents? Come with you? Oh he oh, says dead. No. no, he says, Can I come with you? Uh and they repeat the same line. So it's like on yeah. like you know, a keyboard sample. So I was like, <laughs> Oh, all right. Like yeah. the, the game was up right away. But um uh he's like, Where are your parents? And he says they're dead, they were killed. And he says, Have you been surviving? What have you been eating? And he just goes different different. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, whoa, we need to stop and like really, really, really need to get an answer on that one because what is different? I mean, yeah, at this point, they've seen rats and stuff. So it's not all life that's being destroyed. It's like maybe the kid's eating rats and just doesn't know how to describe, you know, eating warm, still, still twitching rat to this strange man he's just met who's given him a big ration pack. But no, it's the creepiest thing ever. It's the creepiest thing ever. Because I took it to like, like, oh, this kid's been eating bits of his parents. Like, that's yeah. that's what different right. is. And so, I don't know. Um, but he mm. keeps saying, can I come with you until, uh, like, uh, Joe is trying to do, like, the, the good the good paternal figure thing. It's like, you, you mm. be strong and wait, wait right here and eat these fucking MREs. And, yeah. um, we'll be back in exactly a day and we'll pick you up and we'll bring you back to the base. Here's the exact coordinates to our base. Um, don't <laughs> share these with any other murder robots, please. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, and the kid's like, nah, I want to come with you. Uh, uh, Jefferson gets all huffy about it. He's like, like mm. you know, why aren't we saving this kid? And um, finally, Joe relents. They spend the night in this factory. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, there's just yeah. like there. There's a lot of making fun of Jefferson uh, for being mm. scared of rats, right? Um, yeah. Yes. And they have a little campfire going. Uh, Jefferson, uh, not going to sleep, is not paying attention. He has his wristband off like an idiot. Yep. Um, and we get to see what he's looking at in his like slat shade headphone experience, mm, mm. which is just like psychedelic pornography. <laughs> oh yep. yeah, the most the most trippiest of trips. Full full blast music as well. Like it's deafening. Right. Just um, and, yeah. How yeah. does he walk? <laughs> How do you walk? How do you see what you're doing? It's just like like a a Winamp like visualization. <laughs> of women who are just like full frontal nudity dancing and like just <laughs> like uh oh. public image limited's B track playing behind it. Just it's <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea how this dude was even functional or carrying out a conversation while having this on his head. I guess it's like an entire sensory experience or something. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, while he while he's having his entire sensory experience a new type of screamer appears and attacks. It's a little, right. it's a little mouser. Yeah, it's it's exactly a mouser from Ninja Turtles, which, <laughs> yep. which rules. Um, also, yeah, he's like has this like porn helmet on where there's mm. a child right next to him. Oh yeah, like, what are you what are you doing, man? I just yikes. War never yeah. changes. Um, never does. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Joe gets mad. Shoots the rabbit thing and it's just like what the nut? Um, yeah, yells at this kid or yells at Jefferson. Breaks his his porn helmet. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, is like this is new. This is different. Like we knew they would be changing, but we didn't know how much. And mm. pulls out like the microchip inside it with a knife. Yes. Yeah. Which I the technology behind how these things work. We'll we'll get to it. Um, mm. but. <laughs> the chip the chip and its location make no sense in any of these things um and what it does but uh he takes it with him they take the boy um and they're walking towards uh the neb uh like base i guess yeah. they're almost there um we start to get a view of them through a scope uh mm -hmm. which introduces us to two new characters um Becker Roy Dupree and what's the other one? Yeah. What are their names? Yeah, Becker and Ross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Roy Dupree is is Becker. He's also um, <clears throat> like like I, I was saying. I think earlier in the green room, mm -hmm. I, I grew up watching you know a lot of Canadian television, living on the border and stuff. Uh, yeah. This guy was in a ton of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've seen him on TV quite a bit. Um, and uh, so these are like our um, when it comes to like war movie stereotypes, this is like our Rambo kind of mm. like kind of like yeah. lost lost touch with humanity, doesn't feel akin to other people anymore kind of guy. Mm. And the quiet religious guy who goes crazy and kills everybody. Yes. Um, yeah. And is also a massive coward. <laughs> and is also yeah. a massive coward. Um he needs you to get off his back. Um <laughs> 
Right. So uh, we see that it is one of them uh, aiming down their rifle, looking at them. And every time it looks at either of them, it says they're all armed, even the child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I was like, oh, does that mean that the weapon is armed? Because this kid doesn't have anything yeah, on him. Uh, but the kid's got no. a knife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got lots of knives, turns out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a shot is fired uh, right into David, uh, this little boy. Yeah. Um, Sending him flying, uh, the uh, first little boy death in this movie. There will be many more. There will be a it's first time. of many. Yeah, this, this uh, yeah, film broke you... new boundaries in the child murder question. <laughs> it really, it, we're we're gonna get to it. But when when that scene happens, I was just like, wow. <laughs> Wow, I, I was, can't believe I was, we're really doing this. this. I was having a great time. I I loved the scene we're all talking about, but not explicitly mentioned. This is breaking boundaries in cinema I didn't know needed to be broken. <laughs> not since uh the 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 third Star Wars movie have have I seen something like this happen. Mm, mm. Um anyway, uh David gets shot, goes flying. Uh, Joe runs to him to see if he's all right, and no, uh, he's a robot. Inside yeah. is all sorts of yeah. Y- you see that Homer? That stuff in there is why your robot didn't work. What's, um, what's that sound I'm hearing in the background? It's sort of like a da dun 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 dun. <laughs> yes, da dun dun. See, I, I do want to say, Screamers did the Terminator idea better than Terminator because Arnold Schwarzenegger is not an infiltration unit. No, he is, no, he stands out. This is the perfect infiltration unit. Yeah, yeah. What it's a was, little like, kid. <laughs> that's a great, great point. Like, why, yeah. why didn't Arnold just do it stealthily? Like, and if they're gonna send something back in time to like be that much of a murder monster, like, why didn't they just like send like a giant killer robot instead of a dude shaped one? I, well, I in uh, in Terminator, it's only organic stuff can time travel. I think so. They had to wrap the terminator body in like the meat suit yes which is why kyle reese also came out naked because his clothes couldn't go with him yep (laughs) oh and and the answer as to why why uh skynet didn't do it is because as the films have proven time and time over uh skynet is incredibly stupid uh, oh yeah, for a machine absolutely. That, that has the ability to travel through time. Uh, so I mean, it, it was built by the American military. We can't have too high of a hope for it. Um. If we're learning anything from the modern AI that's coming out right now, um, mm. it is trained on human beings, and humans are dumb. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is like a great infiltrator unit. It's freaky because. The signs were always there. The kids acting a little weird, but then again, it's a kid on their own in the middle of a radioactive hellhole. Mm-hmm. So like, he eats it's different. just yeah. enough. He eats different. Doesn't eat anything the entire time. He's just sitting there clutching his teddy bear. The idea of the mass-produced sympathy teddy bear by robots is kind of great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. So they blow the blow the kid away, and then it like starts to freak out is this where we see like it's crazy razor teeth right yeah uh, um, starts to scream and just the whole the whole kid starts turning into buzz yeah he gets all cronenberg out it's really cool um they ace him and mm. uh the the neb guys show up and they're like yeah man um they always do that like the yeah. first ones were soldiers begging for help yeah uh, yeah and th- you go out to help three. them three 
Yeah. Yeah, this is the type three. The first the, the first ones we saw were soldiers begging for help. You'd bring them inside, they'd massacre everybody. Mm. And um so they after some uh real <laughs> uh real just staring and grumbling at each other. Um <laughs> there there is no diplomacy happening here. No. Uh, they bring them inside the base where it turns out it's just Becker, Ross, and Jessica. Mm. Um Jessica is an unaffiliated human. Yeah, um, she's a black she was market not... smuggler. Yep, black market <laughs> smuggler. Um, who is basically providing a place for Becker and Ross to hang. Um, the mm. Neb has been wiped out, and they have been wiped out for a very long time. Um, yeah, at least like three hours. Yeah. I'll, I'll, look, we, we get to that, I'll have my go at the set design team going, why is all this blood fresh? But, um... <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep, you're, you know what? You're totally right. Um, but yeah, uh, well, maybe maybe this is like the last holdout base or, or hmm. where they go. Oh, like that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Um, but but like <laughs> the way that Becker and Ross talk are like, yeah, dude, the war's been over forever. Um, we just can't tell you it's over because we can't get to you because of these fucking screamers. Yeah, every time we send someone out, the automated landmine kills them. It's a yeah. miracle that one guy got through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so they're like oh damn oops our bad and um uh joe is like all right here's what we need to do we need to like go topside and um what is it basically just like call the alliance yeah. headquarters yeah. and say hey war's over like we got them send us yeah. home we're Let's done do here there's literally like two people <clears throat> left on each side i don't think this counts anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not it's yep. not a war this is like an ideological spat at this right. point <laughs> yeah and uh he he gets called upstairs and jessica like wants is like you you gotta get me off this rock mm. whatever you do i'm not part of either of this you just need to we need to go um she gives herself a sponge bath in front of him which is like mm-hmm. all right and he's just like like talking about whatever and then peter weller just stops and goes God, you're beautiful. And it's just like, yeah. damn dude, talk to women ever? Like, what are you doing? Mm. Um, she's got Johnny Walker Red that she hands out, which is yeah. uh, great. Um, now I want scotch and cigarettes, so mm. call that a Friday night. Um, <laughs> uh, and everybody's drinking except for Ross, who mm. keeps turning it down. Um doesn't want to drink doesn't want to drink just getting more and more nervous they decide that they're gonna uh go through this like back channel way to get up to the old neb headquarters where ross said everyone up there they let something inside that Mm. started murdering everyone and everyone died and jefferson said everyone except for you and then ross is just like shut the fuck up man (laughs) (laughs) um call me a coward Immediate, yeah, yeah, don't call me a coward. And is like immediately called attention to the fact that, yeah, no, he did survive that massacre. Um, <laughs> mm, weird. Yeah, weird it is. Um, uh, they, uh, Becker is like constantly sharpening a knife. This, mm. I try not to be a caricature of myself, but yeah. I, I have to say, I was very excited when this when the knife sharpening came up because I knew you'd have thoughts. Uh, I've been waiting <laughs> for this since the start of the podcast. Show us your honestly. expertise. 
he's gonna sharpen that knife for the rest of his life because he is dulling the shit out of that knife. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. Um, yeah, using spit, sure. You have an abundance of oil, man. You could just turn that into an oil stone, and great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, not like holding it at like a forty-five or higher to sharpen it. Uh, going like back and forth so you're not like producing the the you know the edge in the same way and stuff like that. You're you're basically mm. just doing and undoing all of your work over and over and over again. Oh, um, man. he's just making his knife smaller if he's doing anything, <laughs> uh, the, but not putting an edge on it. Um, and this yeah. passion project, he just wants the knife equivalent <laughs> of that number two pencil that you find in the bottom of your box, and you're like. Man, I used this for like three years, huh? <laughs> just yep. the smallest possible knife. This is my worry knife. I just, you know, rub it on things when I, I'm, I'm kind of stressed. Uh, but yes, Becker is a knife guy. Um, mm. He's got this big, like, K-bar looking knife. Um, and uh, just is like wielding it all the time. Is like licking it all the time. Mm. Um Real, it's just real knife pervert hours. Yeah, he's like um, basically proto Krauser from RE4. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually, <laughs> this is a like capital T type of guy. Yes. Um. Like yeah, they, they used to make like more of these back in like the eighties and nineties. There's le- there's less now. They still <laughs> They've exist. fallen out of favor. The kids just aren't buying them like they used to. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually just one short side story um Um, when i opened commissions for the first time for knife making and stuff like that um uh, i got a very enthusiastic twitter dm from someone who wanted very very specific dulled knives for knife play i mean i didn't google it i'm not gonna google it but i was like you know what man like godspeed and whatever but you need to find yourself a different blacksmith i'm sorry ah dude Dude, this is the exact same problem artists on the internet have. They get on, they show their work, a furry comes along and says, I'd like you to draw a 13-paragraph long description of the exact thing. I will pay you one million US dollars, and they go, that's a bit far for me, and then they don't get all the furry money for the rest of their lives. You've missed mm-hmm. out on all the knife play money, because yes. you turned down the first knife play guy. That, yeah, I did, I did, yeah, but he also wanted to haggle on price, so I was like, hey, you know oh, what, man. Oh, no, screw that. Time to go. For all you so, know, you were actually dealing with uh, Heather Graham from Suitable Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dodge the bullet yeah. there. Um, yeah. You yeah. could have just be producing steel daggers for the rest of your life, like you're grinding smithing in Skyrim. Wouldn't that right, be fun? Exactly. Yeah, it, it sounds great. <laughs> you know what? What a dream. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Becker's a knife play guy. Um mm. Uh, they decide to do this like run up to uh this base that's like I guess directly mm. above them. They're down like in the gully works. Um, yeah, where Jessica has stored all this stuff. Uh, there's a bunch of just uh shot reverse shot in the same hallway of them running down the same hallway like six times <laughs> to establish yes. that it's very far away. It's such a um, long hallway. It's not that we yeah. didn't have a thirty foot hallway that we just filmed five times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like this is this is just a steel mill. Like they do yeah. sci-fi it up with some steam and shit, but it it is like mm. just a steel mill. Um, which like in the beginning with like the matte paintings and stuff in the desert mm. and like the city, like the set design was really good 
and mm. like i was hoping to have like more like visuals and stuff but as soon yeah. as we get inside this place it kind of stays dark or insidey except for one mm. more set that is a steel mill but used differently yeah, yeah. um so it, it gets kind of visually boring a little bit here um until they get up to the actual headquarters which mm. um <laughs> this is a weird room uh are they like at an international airport or something um it is <laughs> It's especially weird because it feels almost one-to-one with the Alliance space from the start of the film, like in the layout. It's just mm-hmm. gray concrete instead of, like, the desert sandstone. Um, hey, the two sides aren't so different after all. On on the right. ground level, it's just dudes being told to do the, do the forever war. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main difference is instead of being filled with happy, healthy people smoking their cigarettes, uh, this, this base is filled to bursting with green jello in cups and blood stains. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The cafeteria uh, is mm. where they walk through. Um, yeah. There's cafeteria yeah. trays out that still have food on them. Mm. Uh, that's not molded or rotted or gone or whatever. No. Nope. Nope. Um, Giant pools of blood that are still right. sticky and wet. <laughs> yeah. So whatever happened in here happened quick, and it happened in the middle of lunch. Which... And also no bodies. No bodies. Yeah. 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 Blood. They got, they Lots of take, blood. They got to take those bodies away for mysterious yeah. reasons. Mm-hmm. Sufficient cleaning. Yep. You you wouldn't want your war crime scene to look dirty, would you? No. Like, oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a killing machine, and it's also a Roomba. Um, mm. Gotta mm. get your efficiency in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. They walk yeah. through the cafeteria. They go to the bridge. Uh, like the command center, um, mm. which looks like the information kiosk at like a like uh, a, like an early two thousands museum. Um, <laughs> there's just like a bunch of big CRT TVs embedded into like plywood cutouts that have been painted silver to look futuristic. Um, mm. th- how these work is so nebulous. There's just like a keypad <laughs> and a big CRT. Uh, there's neon lights everywhere, like going in a mm. pattern. And like he's like, oh, these are all like not working, uh, but one of them is working. And, but like, mm. we don't know why they're not working. We, we really know nothing about it. And then he, um, uh, this is when like the first screamer shows up, right? The the little one. Yeah, the little little reptile shark dude. Yeah. Yes. And this is the most like uh, CG. Is this? this is it's CG a stop practical? motion. It, no, it's, it's a stop motion. It's, it's stop motion. Yeah. Stop motion. Little yeah. little guy. They, they right. might have blurred it in a little because it does. Mm. I agree. It's got a little CG ish, and there might just be like the focus or something. Right. But yeah, he is a he's a stop motion little guy, and I love him. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. Yeah. He's fantastic. The best, the best bit of visual effects in the in the film. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's mm. great. Mm. Um, it kind of stalks around. It has such an interesting way of like like its motivity so it's Mm. got like these two front legs that it walks around on and it also has a tail that is also a centipede's legs kind of Mm. Mm. yeah it's like a snake skeleton all the little ribs and if we're looking at it like these things are evolving this is the thing that just came out of the ocean Mm. it got its first legs it still has a tail for swimming in that sand um it can curl up on a ball and roll like every animal in elden ring it, yes like yes. It, it can do all <laughs> of the things 
Yeah. Yeah. This is presumably the type one with the mm-hmm. little circular ball scream as being the type zero. Right. And I, I, hey, I got to say, going from this to perfect imitation of a soldier screaming in agony is a pretty big leap evolutionarily. <laughs> yes. Big leap. Yeah. Uh oh. We're going to get evolution versus creationism when it comes to these things pretty soon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it sort of tiptoes around. It's just looking for material, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, um, And th- this is where we really get a good eye on exactly how the tags work as well, because Becker and Ross don't have tags. Right. And uh, in particular, it's coming over to Ross and Jefferson and... Jefferson very bravely just holds his wrist out in front of both of them um, because the worst part about the scream is, is they, they don't hunt by like any general target acquisition thing. They very specifically hunt heartbeats and the way, the way the tag works is it creates a second heartbeat to like white noise. Your own one out is a noise canceling heartbeat sensor thing. Yes. Um, so sure. it vaguely works if you rub it in front of someone else as well. But then it turns away and Jefferson's like, cool, we got it. And taps Ross on the shoulder twice, like a... And the thing immediately whips around. I was like, did I hear a freaking heartbeat? <laughs> it yeah. goes straight for them. <laughs> yeah. Who's doki-dokiing oh. over there? Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they shoot it out of the air or whatever. But like, you know, jig is up right. at that point. They've they've yep. woken the hive and the hive is David's. Yep. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, can I come with you? Start echoing around. Uh, yeah. It's little boy time. Um, <laughs> as these Davids start coming out and screaming and showing their like Cronenberg mouths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe tells everyone to just get out of there. Um, yeah. While he runs over to oh oh while they're shooting the type one they hit mm. the terminal that was like the broadcasting out terminal so they're like fuck we mm. can't even call base we can't even get reinforcements yeah. we can't can't do anything um yeah. but Joe runs over to another computer and hot wires it or does something to it to get it going again mm. um these big chunky like they're not retro futurism they're like just retro they're just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, it's, it's like between cassette futurism, but like with a Sony Walkman level technology. Mm, um, yeah. It's like cassette futurism, but it sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got 30 second skip protection. Um, he scans the chips that he has from the type one and the type three, like mm. credit cards through a credit card scanner, because I yep. guess that's how microchips yep. work. Um and so it shows uh, these great, like, vector image uh, mm. type 1 and, like, all the stats. And then the type 3, which shows just, like, a really shitty vector boy, which morphs into a realistic boy. Yes. Yeah. And he's trying to hack it to see what the type 2s are. Because um, mm, they, they hadn't discussed that at this point. They haven't discussed that at all. Um, yeah. So like you know uh so he's like trying to figure it out he can't he's out of time he runs through uh uh a gauntlet of little boys um asking <laughs> if they could go with him 
Uh, my favorite part you? is that David isn't even on screen. It's just the voice clip yeah. playing mm-hmm. over and over. He's being yes, he's being chased by a, 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 a an AM morning zoo bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Davids are off screen. Trust us, they're there. <laughs> the, the type fours are like a toilet flushing sound. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, the rest they, of the they, morning they, zoo is there. They really didn't want to have to hire David for more than one day, okay? Like, they just didn't want to have all the little children yep. running around set for too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, this movie really... This is when, thing, like, you really see the stretch in some stuff here. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, Joe runs out. Um, and then he hears, can I come with you? But it's Jefferson making a joke at the worst fucking time. Joe's got right. a gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if he had just like, just ice Jefferson here, I'd been like, yeah, that's fine. No, that, that, yeah, that was an idiot. You an earned absolute that one. Idiot. <laughs> um, they hmm. do like, they're running, they get back to the elevator, um, close the door just in time. Um, it's supposed to be a really action-filled scene, and it really isn't because it is no, literally shot reverse shot of the exact scene of them running through the tunnels again. Um, uh, on the way there, though, uh, we forgot to mention that Becker is really antagonizing Ross. Mm. Um, you know, calling him a coward that he ran away, all this stuff, and Ross just keeps yelling, "Get off my back!" Uh, about mm. like everything. Yeah. Um, and so they get back. They get back inside. Um, it's a total failure. Everyone's pissed. Everyone's yelling at each other. Um, they know that the type threes are David's. They don't know what the type twos are. Um, and Joe, is it Joe? Who's just like, yeah, it's gotta be one of you. Um, mm. it's, it, it's impersonates a person, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, Be- Becker comes out and is like, yeah, the type twos are a soldier that's wounded. They're crying for help. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. And then he says, but they're not smart enough to really give more than a single answer. They always just say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everyone turns and looks at Ross, who's been right. saying, get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> For like 30 minutes of the film at this point. He yells, yes. get off my back over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah. And then he just like almost says it reflexively and then like looks really nervous. Um, And mm. then they ask, hey, he didn't he also didn't drink scotch with us because they don't eat mm. or drink yeah and jefferson's like yeah he didn't uh and everyone's getting real suspicious things are getting hot and then becker just throws a knife uh yep, gets yep. him right in the sternum takes him down right away um yep. joe walks over uh pulls the knife out there's blood on it and he's like well shit man this guy's dead this guy's dead <laughs> Guess it just had a limited vocabulary. Yeah, and, and when that happened, I remarked, "I too have seen the thing as well." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And Becker's uh, just like, "Hey, listen, you would have done it if you were in my position." You know, he's get remorseless. Off my back about it. Get off my back. He is remorseless <laughs> about it. Um, mm. It is at that point they decide to make their way back to the Alliance camp. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing left for them here but uh, a bunch of little boys. Bunch um, of Davids. <laughs> bunch of Davids. Uh, they get outside. Um, they go for their hike. Um, I don't think anything like particularly no. happens on the way there. 
No, nope. it's just no, like it's just uh, I guess uneventful two days of walking through the desert filled with murder machines that no one's wearing a transponder to prevent. Um, that's fine. It's fine. Uh, they're the all merge- doing. They're, they're all doing the June walk. You know, right? Which actually, yeah. I, I should have said at the start, the very first shot, I went, "Oh, he's doing the June thing," because the the Neb soldier was sort of staggering up a stand. Mm-hmm. June. I'm like, is he actually rhythm. doing the June thing? Is he walking without rhythm? Like, no, he's just tired. <laughs> yeah, just tired. He doesn't know what he's, he's doing. Sleep, just a sleepy boy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, they get to the Alliance base. Um. Uh, they uh, are calling Chuck over the radio. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, and earlier, uh, Peter Weller was trying to get a hold of Chuck, and Chuck's like, hey, we got a visitor here, you know. Yeah, uh, we don't really yeah. know where he came from, but you know we'll get him on his feet in a minute. Blah blah blah. Um, and he called. I think that call came in before. Uh, uh, they Just went before they went into the neb base. Went like, into the neb base. So, yeah. yeah. So you're like, oh, they got a little boy there too. Uh oh. Well, yeah. And um, uh, Joe was trying to trying to tell them, no, don't don't let him in. But he's like, oh, you're breaking up. I can't. Oh, I can't hear you. Yeah, I guess I won't go back outside to try to do a better call. Oh well, right. um, he was well. He did. He did offhandedly say, "Oh, all oh, this goddamn radiation." Ah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of shit in this radioactive wasteland. <laughs> um, but yeah, they um they 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 do the radio call like, "Hey, can we come in?" And they go like, "Yeah, come right on down." Yep, clear to come in. <laughs> um, and he's like, "No, you come out to me," and he goes come on in <laughs> and he's like no you come out to me and there's like it's like you know, three minutes of who's, it is on, three who's minutes. on first <laughs> it's yeah. such a stretch it is such a fucking stretch where we all know what is happening here yeah um, and then they're like put don giovanni on the phone that's yes. it don giovanni yep <laughs> and he like, goes, Hi, this all is right don giovanni <laughs> this is don giovanni it's like ah oh, <laughs> god damn it yeah um, the Big like garage door blast door opens up. And <laughs> here we go. This this is the scene of this it's film. So good. Um, Five. I don't. So pages. they're self replicating, right? Yeah. Uh, so they went inside. The the one little boy went in, massacred everything in there, and just started yeah. self replicating. Yeah. And so outcome. Just go ahead. If you got to so say something, say it. Here's the here's the problem with that, which is mm. they they're like they're self replicating, but they come from factories that are underground. So mm-hmm, David yeah. killed everyone and then like put out a call to like, hey, hey, all other David, just come and hang out here for no good yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, Trust me, yeah, the really. You're gonna love this one. This is gonna be great. Um, yeah, but so yeah, they just but, start. Yeah, they just start blasting them. Um, well they just start pouring out the yeah, door yeah. opens it's like yeah. an under shot uh and it's they're obviously just lots of different size children um yeah uh, <laughs> but they've all got the exact same outfit all the same outfit all the same teddy they're all saying can i come with you they're all wearing uh weird david masks that don't look completely uh yeah. human accurate but are really they're not settled in yet. yeah yeah Yep, yep. Um, and our soldiers just start mowing down little boys. It's Joe it. grabs a flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, the, First, yeah, the flamethrower comes out. Uh, like there's like a good shot of like one melting, uh, yes. hand melting. Right, we got a good melted hand shot too. Yeah. 
Um, just it's gotta be like four minutes yeah of just child mowing down it's so (laughs) it's unbelievable is what it It, is it's it's the equivalent of if uh in batman returns batman had just mowed all those penguins down in the (laughs) yeah pretty much man yeah oh my god and then it gets worse uh joe's like hey there's like way too many of them uh i know jefferson you little shithead that you stole one of those mini nukes from jessica's like arms like uh arms bunker arms bunker uh because you're such a like war hungry little pig um (laughs) so get that thing out and and nuke these boys (laughs) (laughs) nuke the child army and so yeah he aims his 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 uh plutonium bazooka at the child army and just fucking blows them up. Kill them all, uh, Peter. Ki- kills them all. <laughs> it sends they're like they've got the high ground, so they're on this big hill, and it sends them yeah. all flying off the back of the hill because yeah. nobody yeah, took cover. No, no, they're still in like shockwave range. Right. The, the yeah. mini nuke is still meant to be a long ranged weapon. You're meant to fire that from like a mile and a half away. <laughs> they're like I think if I send a guy out, hill. yeah, if I sent a guy out armed with that, I wouldn't expect him to come back. It's yeah. like th- there's no yeah. way that yeah you're gonna fire that in in an operable radius. Yeah, and um, I, I like to believe in an alternate universe uh, where uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was actually a finished game. This is how uh, it ends. This is the finale. That would be kind of very <laughs> actually. Yep. <laughs> Just all the little child soldiers yep. pouring out of the bunker. Oh God. <laughs> Snake's like, "Well, oh, you got no other choice. Hand me the mini nuke, and you go what?" Boss, the mini nuke is saw? the new lingua franca. Everyone <laughs> understands what its meaning is. <laughs> Only liquid survives. <laughs> because like water, he flowed under the blast wave. Right, yes. <laughs> Something like that. They could do a call of duty and be like, oh, I wasn't in that mob of child soldiers. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in yep. that tank. <laughs> God. Not to not to slam your place of work on it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the blast throws them all clear off the ridge, like into the valley behind it, and into uh, the Joe next day. Into the next day, <laughs> yeah. The next Joe comes day. to yeah, yeah, yeah. like an indeterminate number of hours later, <laughs> which is not a good sign for anyone involved. Everyone no. has a concussion. It, it explains yeah. the end of this film. Everyone has yeah. a concussion. Yeah, like, uh, Jefferson and Joe are both, like, barely conscious. Jessica, I think, is still knocked out in the background. Yes. Uh, and uh, Becker appears to have taken shrapnel straight to the stomach. He's on his hands and knees, clutched over, just going, Help me, man! Help me! Help me, man! Help me! Just the ex- hitting the little button on the soundboard. Um, right. Yeah, someone pulled this string. There's a snake in his boot. Yeah. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> right. God. Um... And then uh, Joe is like, uh, Jefferson runs over to help him. And Joe's like, no, you fucking idiot. And uh, <laughs> Becker just stands up and squeezes him until he's dead. Just yeah. Squeeze that mouth. Hug until into... oblivion. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he's like, surprise, I was the Joker the entire time. Now I'm... Now I'm not only I'm I'm an evil killing machine and I also have quips. He quotes Shakespeare. Most yes. He loves to quote Shakespeare. He keeps <laughs> quoting Shakespeare, which is like 
is that supposed to show that they're not dumb anymore? Because yeah, they, quoting they, Shakespeare is the, like <laughs> the dumb guy move, right? Because they're no, like, the, this will make yeah, me yeah. look smart. The screamers killed a guy who had, uh, you know, Twelfth Night in his pocket. While they were stripping down his clothes to weave David teddy bears, they found it and read it and went, ah, oh, this will make people more understanding of us and we'll right. be able to infiltrate better if we just quit Shakespeare all the time. <laughs> just quote the immortal bard. Uh... <laughs> the, the, that will make us like hated everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and yeah, Joe and Joe and Becca have their big showdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Becker gets like part of his face blown off. Yeah, um, yeah. He gets shot in the face, and then he has the really cool "I spit out the bullet," which I appreciate. That was <laughs> really cool. He does <laughs> yep. the Terminator. Mm-hmm. The movie is getting good things from Terminator. It's just also the rest of the movie is not working so hot. Right, <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah, Becker at this point, of course, is revealed he's a type two. Um, how does how does uh how does Joe kill him? He just shoots him and he f- f- flies in yeah. half like a. That's it. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. Like a, he flies like a in half person. in a way that made me think he would come back. Hey, hey mm. guess what? Because he does. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah, like, wait, does. that doesn't seem like a very clean kill because it's just also been shown that like after they're downed, they can still move. Like because the the yeah. David gets blown in half and is still moving around, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you got to destroy the chip to kill him. Yeah, All right. that, that yeah. didn't happen here. Um, but yeah, yeah, he he blows Becker in half. Is like, okay, let's get out of here. Yeah, there is one last. There's one last resort. There is a secret escape shuttle only for the commander of the Alliance forces. Mm-hmm. In <laughs> a place that is so far away from our base that if we were under attack and I needed it, I would never be able to get there. Exactly. And he's like, I've uh, never used it. I've never toured this facility. I don't know how it works. I don't even know if it's keyed to me. And I'm like, this doesn't mm. seem like a very good escape shuttle. Well, because it's never it's supposed to be better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It's literal last, last possible resort. If it's forever war, it's how it's be. Yeah. 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 Um, so off he and Jessica, the only two survivors, go. Oh, no, first uh, they fall not... in plot love. Yes. Yeah, first they fall, they fall in plot, plot love. love. They fall in plot love only after he immediately does the grand suspicion and grabs her hand and just cuts her palm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love that he's like, oh, shit, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I, I had to know. I really did have to know. Though, <laughs> I, I really could have done a lot sorry. less damage. Yeah, I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> so, pretty good. Hey, it's a good reaction because every film where people cut their palm for something like, please just cut the back of your arm or something. Yep. Yeah, man. Like, and he's like, oh, actually, that was a messed up thing to do. I could have, yeah, just anywhere else would have been better. Anywhere so, like, else. A light cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, they fall in plot love. Um, they have uh, like, the a real long gross kiss. Yep, yeah. Last two people ever. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, all right, you're my new wife. I'm going to take you home and you're going to be my new wife. because yeah. my Let's go back to Earth. Me. Maybe get out yep. of serious. <laughs> and uh, they go into this facility that does open for him. That is just mm. this is a, a a train depot at a steel yard. It has the overhead yeah. crane for picking yeah. the you know the ore out of the cars. Um, mm-hmm. um, like, the... Why would they put a spaceship under a crane? There's a spaceship. Their escape pod is located in like you know a train like trench ostensibly. Mm. Where the yeah. train would pull in, um, with an overhead gantry crane above it, like mm. blocking its way. 
And I was like, who uh, fucking designed this? <laughs> and it, it also comes equipped with four weird lasers that are holding it in place, but also designed to disintegrate all physical matter. Yes. I thought that was the power source for this thing, maybe? It's like point-to-point uh, power. I, I just assumed it was a weird stop the bird from landing on my spaceship all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> In, oh, in, in the future, anti-homeless architecture has gotten real bad. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you sit on the bench and a screamer pops out if you're there more than 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I do want to go back right before they mm, find the base please. with the spaceship. Uh, Jessica's mm. been shown to be com- fairly competent and, and you know, reasonable this entire movie. And then mm-hmm. the minute that she falls in love, uh, then she becomes hysterical. It's like, I just want to die. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, wow, this is yep. bad. She becomes and, useless. He has to like practically drag her everywhere. Yes. Um, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So they go into this place. Uh, it starts the countdown, and he's like, "Shit!" It just starts automatically. I don't push like a start button. It just goes <laughs> as like, soon as you open the door. Yeah, you got that, 15 minutes to get in that ship and get out of here, man. <laughs> that's an oversight. Uh, so. Uh, she goes down the elevator and he's like, oh, I got to move this crane because apparently like when they installed the emergency escape shuttle for one person, they put a crane in the way of it and uh, yeah. just left it there. Um, left it there. So I'll take care of it by going up and uh, I don't know, uh, handling a live it. wire. I, yeah, I hot wired the crane. Hot wired the crane. Um, it's in his at, skill, chair, skill set. He hotwired a CRT monitor, so now he can hotwire a crane. That's true. Honestly, yeah. they're about as equally as dangerous. If he'd done it wrong with the CRT, he would have just irradiated himself even more. Well, the capacitors <laughs> in a CRT can kill you dead, even if that television's been out of use for 10 years. Like They're, they're, they're scary things. It's wild um, that we have one of those in most people's homes. <laughs> I know. I, man. <laughs> used, to, used to smoke in front of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he, uh, yeah, fixes the crane, uh, and then goes to leave and then, oh no, uh, here his best friend Chuck is back from the dead, um, yep. to taunt him with Becker's voice. What the hell could be happening here? Oh okay. boy. Hey, here's, here's the thing that drove me the craziest about this. So yeah. he implies that he like, just like faced off Chuck. But here's right. the thing. He's got the same teardrop tattoo that Becker yeah. had. And I'm yeah. like, what is going on, movie? What are you doing? So They're developing I, I, yeah, religion. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um like I don't because they mass produce Davids, they have to be able to make skin, right? Mm, yeah. So did they like just he modeled it off of Chuck's face and then had it was like I just like the teardrop, so I'm going to keep it. Or I mean, honestly, yeah, because he said he said like he carved his face off, right? Yes, and, like just <laughs> yeah. openly says he skinned the guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It little weird. plot holes here and there for the screamers right. to fall through. You know, <laughs> um, it's true. Was this was this before or after they had found the chip on one of them where they just couldn't read the writing on it anymore? That was. Uh, or was after. it this guy? Yeah, it's after. Yeah, it is after. Yeah, yeah, because because the, the 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 little the little chips they've been finding in the various screamers have all been like you know AMS automated mobile sword system developed by the Alliance, 
but the, the the logo started shifting first and then the most recent one is just a string of like characters that are in untranslatable to the human eye yes. like they're they're self-designing properly now they're not just going from the presets and going what if we added this what if you added this like this is machine signature it's gotten real smart about it right still exactly. terribly dumb but it's gotten mm-hmm. smart enough to start like being more psychological about how they manipulate people so it's possible they just made a becca face instead of actually tearing it off but they're saying they tore it off to rile them up right stuff yeah who knows it's a mystery that's never who fully knows? explained <laughs> but they have a fight on this like loader crane thing where the fight is won by uh joe sticking him with the like the power line that powers the crane mm. and electrocuting mm. him but somehow not the crane that they're all standing on so um <laughs> yeah totally fine uh cooks him he falls down and gets lasered um yeah yep. uh, at which point he goes down um and the countdown is still going and uh, Jessica is standing outside the ship. She has refused to get inside. And he's like, what are you doing? Get in there. And she goes, ah, there's only one seat and I don't know how to fly this thing. You have to go. You have to go. Um, And he's like, he's nonsense. Like, yeah. Get in there. You know, yeah. and uh, pushes, goes to push her in, right? Mm. And then we see a second Jessica show up. Oh boy. Uh, just out of nowhere. And it's just like, guess what, idiot? Um, Born and uh, in Ohio, or whatever it was she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gives the backstory. Gives Same the backstory. backstory, but it says like, but now we can bleed and breathe and eat. Fuck. Right. I'm like, you're getting yeah. too into this robot. <laughs> Robot's loving it. Uh, yeah. uh, kicks him off the scaffold. Um, at which point the other Jessica is just like. Uh, no, I learned how to love, and um, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. they start they start fighting. One of them's wearing a helmet, the other one's not. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're fighting and fighting and fighting. The helmet falls off. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna do one of these. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been the coward's way out. They decided to do something even yeah. dumber. <laughs> even dumber, which is really good. Which is the uh, the spaceship has to do a test burn. Mm. Uh. So, uh, no the, safety uh, lines or anything. It's just an unmarked no. trench. Is like, hope you're not standing behind the spaceship when there's still five minutes left on the countdown. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's a crane that you need to be moving, I hope you're inside the ship right now. Um, <laughs> they do the test burn and just totally melt down this uh, Jessica bot. Uh, she's yeah. type four now, or I don't know. I don't know what you'd even call her. Feeling this might be like technically a type five. Yeah. Because like. Right, that makes sense. Be- Becker was ostensibly a type two, but he's more advanced than the type three in that he can eat and drink if he needs to he and eat blend and in drink. and have proper conversations right. and stuff. So he mm-hmm. feels like he might actually be a four, not a two. Right. Um, but then who knows? And then it just like reverted to the two programming for a little bit or whatever. Right. Well, like, he did get heavily irradiated and shot. So yeah, yeah. yeah. back to basics. <laughs> it was working so might as well keep doing it um yeah exactly so yeah uh this jessica gets melted and it's an amazing visual effect Mm. um Mm. as she gets melted by this burner um at which point uh joe runs up to the the jessica that 
he was hanging out with and she's like mm. yeah i was supposed to you know just get you to get me off world um mm. but uh i fell in love with you because we can do that now um i forget what the exact line is but it is that cheesy it is it is it's, like so oh man isn't it isn't it well you know you might be getting closer to human now that you finally learned to kill one another yeah, something like that. That was I'm a like, good one. Stupidest. So good, so oh. good. And he, he, hot. She, he, she's like, "I'm dead," but and um, he hops in the ship and uh, gets all he ready does. to go back, yeah, uh, to Earth. And mm. um, on his way out, he like you know like leaves orbit and whatever. Uh, we see that one of the David teddy bears is in the ship with him and starts to move. Type six, yeah, <laughs> and that's Teddy that, bear? that is the end of our film. And and, um, and I was just uh, like, I too have uh, played Dead Space, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, here's my question, yeah, um, was Ross actually a screamer? Mm. And Becker I want to kill them because it doesn't matter. I want to go with. No, because I think that's more interesting if Ross was just kind of a lame human being. <laughs> right. <laughs> it makes sense. But like if their entire goal was to just get Jessica on this ship and to like push him to find a way off planet. Mm. Right. Like you yeah, think the escalation yeah. would be part of it. And that's also a civilian ship that was unregistered carrying all these soldiers and a nuclear, a nuclear weapon reactor building yeah. thing that's obviously trying to leave but couldn't do it and refused mm. to identify itself was jefferson a screamer oh man you never know the problem is once they get advanced enough you can never tell and i think the real question we have to ask is was joe a screamer and he didn't know right the entire that, time. it could Did be because himself? yeah cuz like <laughs> They're leaving them for forever war, right? Mm, and mm. why not build something that can do that? That's why I thought like Jefferson is because he was on his way to a different forever war, yeah, with like yeah. this like this nuclear reactor, right? Yeah. yeah, maybe everybody on that plane was just the new version of the screamer on its way to do more war yeah. somewhere else. I mean. Well, yeah, that would have been interesting. So, of course, that's not the answer. Um, yeah. So yeah. The, the the fun thing about this this movie is that it's a it's mm. a adaptation of a Philip K. Dick story. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and uh, the the one of the problems and the, one of the things that they address in the story uh, that they don't address in the movie is that uh, there are multiple factories and they are all independent of, re- of one another. So they uh, are boy. pumping out types that the other ones don't know about. Ooh. And if the scream is advanced enough, they can't tell each other apart sometimes. Yes. Yada, yada. I mean, it's like, more interesting. <laughs> I, I find the progression of the types of screamer really interesting, especially in the context of this being like a, middle east forever war because it's like the escalation of uh tactics is like you start with the the hidden bombs that you know under the sand on the roads and things like that you graduate to faking surrenders or faking distress and then to children soldiers and then to 
like Jessica's like a type four, which would be like the homegrown radical, like someone you believe is on your side, growing up on yep. your side, but the war has gone deep enough that the uh you know it's taken root at home and it could be any one of us yes. yada yada like that sort of insidious threat but of course the film doesn't address any of this at all it's just sort of a running undercurrent <laughs> and i'm sitting there going this is a really interesting parallel i'm pretty sure none of this was deliberate on the part of the filmmakers yep yeah there <laughs> could have been so much Dick going on through. here <laughs> that i think just got hamstrung by the budget yeah um, yeah yeah this movie was also in like production hell for like a really mm. long time as yeah. well before it, it cost yeah. fourteen made. million to make, only made five. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like, and like, the soundtrack is not very good, and there a lot of these scenes really drag, and mm. uh, there's obviously like a lot of corners cut when it comes to like like set design later on, and. Mm. Yeah, uh, is is like the movie's only what like uh, eighty something minutes, like one hundred and eight minutes yeah. of running time here, but yeah, it it needed sure. an editor so badly, like yeah. especially towards the back end there, it really really dragged at the end. Yeah, I'm I'm more than anything confused by the fact that this got a sequel in two thousand and nine. Um, yeah, um, which I have been Anderson. warned never to watch. <laughs> Uh, apparently it's worse yeah oh boy yep (laughs) funny enough uh tubi decided that i immediately would want to watch it and before the credits were even over for the first film it immediately started the hunting wow (laughs) oh boy (laughs) it's got sci-fi original series stink all over it yeah i bet it do like yeah like i honestly liked this film i'm not going to watch the second one probably mm-hmm. <laughs> but like i liked it it's interesting the the creature design is really great all the robot mm-hmm. stuff is awesome there's a lot to like it just kind of falls apart a little bit in the back half sure yeah. does <laughs> but but we also get the hey you know what let's do you know what honestly i was like man, i finished the movie and i was like man this movie really didn't feel like a 21st century kind of our movie and i'm mm. like oh wait no that whole mowing down david scene yeah no that's what gave that move this movie that R is all that <laughs> yeah. child murder all the explicit four and a half minutes of killing children with <laughs> military grade weapons yes <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the five seconds of porno helmet. That's that's really what. I, I mean, yeah, honestly, probably yeah. actually, <laughs> probably yeah. No, you can shoot as many children and blow as many kids you want up with nukes, but the second mm. you show a titty, it's all over for you. Sorry, yeah. America doesn't do that. Oh man, <laughs> it's not what the founding fathers would have wanted. No, no, they would have wanted <laughs> fart porn. Um, right. <laughs> Thanks, Ben Franklin. Um, yeah, it's it's not a bad film. If you got if you got an hour and a half to spare, hey, worth worth a shot. If you can, oh for sure, yeah. yeah. Honestly, if you're Just, doing something like making di- like if you can if you've got like a laptop, it's on Tubi. I think we've mm, mentioned it. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And if you're like, okay, I gotta be in the kitchen. I gotta like do a bunch of prep and make some dinner. I'll put something on that I can half pay attention to. You can do worse yeah. with this movie. Yeah, you won't right. miss a lot by not paying attention to the finer plot details, and you'll get to see all the cool stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. like, like the child flamethrower scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that. That was a great. That was so amazing. Good. It's so good. 
Yeah. I mean, the film had like such a pedigree that I was like really looking forward to way more starting. Especially mm. with Dan O'Bannon because he wrote mm, yeah. Total Recall, right? Mm. He, he yeah. wrote Alien and Aliens. Mm. Um, but I guess by the time this film like, uh, like got into actual production, it had been rewritten from his script a lot. Yes. Um, to to like fit budget and to you know uh, appease different egos and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. I guess when the movie came out, um, O'Bannon was like, "Oh, that movie came out. I didn't know that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, apparently the first he heard of it was his agent saying, "Oh, by the way, you've got a shared writing credit on this film that's coming out." <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like the third credit that shows up, which is yeah crazy someone um, so uninvolved with the majority of the project mm-hmm. yeah but oh well uh what could have oh, been well. i i think yeah. if this film was remade today it would you could do some really cool stuff with it um yes but you know the days of like good sci-fi films with matte paintings are far behind us and um yeah it's still it's fun to just go back and watch stuff like this or you know uh, it's ilk that the like early nineties, uh, kind of just schlocky sci-fi movies. I just love them. Just love them. I, honestly, mm. at this point, I'd just be happy with like, hey, you know what? Just do a digital matte painting and then just slap that on the green screen, and like that's close enough. Honestly, yeah, man. That like just, just do that. Like that's fine. Just make mm-hmm. just just use any kind of artistry anymore. Just just a little. Just I beg of you. Yeah. Just anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hire a painter for something, <laughs> right? Yeah, have a real person uh, do it, please. Alrighty, yeah. But that was Screamers. Um, yeah, a uh, a hand rolled uh, three out of five stars. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Big red cigarette, <laughs> three mm-hmm. out of five. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love when Jessica smokes. Sorry, one more thing. When she smokes the yeah. last anti-radiation cigarette, and they're like, "We're out of cigarettes. What are we gonna do?" <laughs> it's like I, in post, damn, that's dude. even funnier because she smokes it, and they're like, "Oh, we're out of cigarettes. What are we gonna do?" And then afterwards, it's like she didn't need to smoke the cigarette. No, yeah. she didn't. She would have been fine. <laughs> she would have been fine, and could have just taken yeah. it and said, "Oh, yeah, I'll smoke this in a minute." And then at night, just snuck it back into the pack and be like, "Oh, I guess we found one more." <laughs> no, but you know when that. the Canadian Cigarette Council was watching the film, they're like, "No, have the woman smoke it. We need to have more <laughs> women smoking on screen." Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Get get your tobacco, kids. Don't David. actually. This is not endorsement. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't end up like David. Um, mm. uh, let's see. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you uh, want to learn more about this podcast, please visit us at monsterdeer.monster on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, find us on Blue Sky. Uh, we're all pretty available. I'm at the Ugly Machine. Uh, yep. You're at Swarby, right, Cam? Yep, that's me. And Leonard, you're at Dr. Faust is Dead. Correct? Yes. Yeah, dot blue sky dot social. Um, and uh, Dave is at Sentinot Plus. Um, and I'm I don't think we have anything lined up for next week, but stay no, tuned. Um, we'll we'll pick something. I'm sure it'll be something <laughs> fun, and we will let you know uh, through one of those official channels. Um, and until next time, um, 
boy i don't know i learned to sharpen your knife correctly come on guys yeah yeah it's good knife skills yeah even though it's the far far future that knife it's gonna come in handy exactly yeah good night everybody good night bye monster dear monster is brought to you by fireheart media if you enjoyed the show please share this and all of our episodes with friends and remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice word of mouth is the only way we grow if you like you can also kick us a few bucks to help us keep the lights on at ko-fi.com slash fireheartmedia. Check out our other show, Jalachan's Place, at www.jalachan.place.